If I can't travel through time, how am I here? I should still be one. What happens if you only eat crisps? All, all these questions you can find the answer to on this Paranormal Life! Welcome back, everyone. It is Tuesday, the most paranormal and spooky day of the week. Oh, yeah. I am your host for this week's episode of This Paranormal Life, the only podcast hosted by me and Kit, where every week we rugby tackle, pin down, and noogie a brand new paranormal ghost story beast tailor claim and come to the conclusion whether it's a weak little nerd uh, that is false or a big beefy homecoming king truth. And every week we get put in detention. Every week we get put in the sin bin, a.k.a. jail, uh, for trying to get to the bottom of it. But we are the kings of the jungle gym, and every week we're going to come back angrier and angrier. That's right. Uh, this week I have a really great story. It's an exciting one. Hmm. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about cursed items before. Yes, very recently. In very fact. recently. Don't yes. call me out on it. But did you know, Kit... If you visit a tiny museum in North Yorkshire, you can see something very strange. Go on. An old oak chair hung from the ceiling of a museum. <laughs> is this it? Well, is this the story? This is the story. Okay. So hold your laughter, because this is about to get dark. It's hung from the ceiling of the museum by the wishes of its previous owner, so that no one would <gasps> ever be able to sit in it again. <gasps> Holy shit. And that wish hasn't been broken in over 30 years. Oh my god. So why is it there? Why the fear? Why? Why? Yeah, why what, I hear what you would say. happen? <laughs> I'm like, why the fear? Why is it there? You're like, yeah, why is it? Shut up, kid. Give me one goddamn minute. <laughs> Questions How at did the it end. end? <laughs> Questions at the end of the podcast. How did it end up in North Yorkshire? You're asking questions. <laughs> well, to understand these many, many questions... We have to go all the way back to the latter part of the 1600s. Oh. To a small town in Sandhutton. I think I butchered that. <laughs> where a man by the name of Thomas Bubsy owned a local inn. In the late 1600s, you say? Yeah, we're going way back. Long ass time ago. Now, Bubsy married a woman named Elizabeth, the daughter of a local crook. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> think like Mafia Dawn style. Wow. Someone who you don't really want to, like, get on the bad side. You don't want to mess with this guy. But Yorkshire. But Bubsy was no saint either. <laughs> sure, he owned the inn, but he was a thief, a drunk, a thug, and a what? crook. <laughs> it's a town of crooks. I feel bad for Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth? She was the dirtiest crook of them all. Behind every crook is an even dirtier crook woman. <laughs> Behind every successful crook. Bubsy had a crazy temper. So bad that if you visited his inn and sat in his favorite chair, he would lose it. <laughs> don't, don't run a business where you entirely <laughs> care for visitors. Don't, don't work in hospitality. Maybe he was You're forced. Maybe precious. it was like a family uh, tradition. Did he keep the chair in his room at least where he people kept, couldn't get to it? He kept it at the bar. Okay. It was like the most comfy chair there. It had a vacant sign on it. I guess every crook needs a cover. It's like Walter White. Yeah, he was a, like a school he teacher. He was a school teacher to cover up the crack. You know, and like the other guy in also in Breaking Bad, a lot of my analogies are to do with Breaking Bad. Of course. But like the... 
head crack dealer who I think ran a, a chain of chicken restaurants. Yeah, now I think about it, there was a lot of just crack dealers who don't deal crack in their daytime. And they mostly just wore glasses. That was the big cover-up. Like Clark Kent just popped them on and they're like, where did the drug dealer Where'd go? Where the crack go? <laughs> Excuse me, fine sir. Did you see a drug dealer your height? <laughs> the he's, guy's like mad. He's smoking crack. <laughs> I didn't see him, you pig all right have a nice day son <laughs> yeah i guess it's a great cover-up it's like oh have you guys seen bubsy the crook no i only know bubsy the kind old innkeeper mm-hmm. just don't sit in his chair or he goes <laughs> bananas all the rugs in the inn have like dead bodies wrapped in them <laughs> mafia style well both Bubsy and his father-in-law being alcoholic asshole crooks <laughs> it wasn't long before they both began working together. But despite their similarities, they did not get on well. Oh. (laughs) Arguments were frequent, fights were occasional, and Bubsy always seemed to be in a foul mood. (laughs) Change your lifestyle. (laughs) Join AA. You obviously, you don't like being a crook. Start exercising. You don't like being an innkeeper. (laughs) Bubsy, you have to upend your life. At some point, you've got to realize you're the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Once you've stolen enough items and wenches well one day an angry and pissed up bubsy returned to his inn to find his father-in-law waiting for him he threatened to take his wife elizabeth away from him and then to mock bubsy he sat in his favorite chair the disgrace I you could just imagine bubsy's big red drunk face just the steam coming out his ears Ow, he's man. rolling up his sleeves popeye style yeah like why i on a one yeah little like Popeye pipe but it's got crack in it (laughs) and Elizabeth is like Olive from also from Popeye of course and she's like trying to hold him back Bubsy immediately threw him out of the inn but that wasn't enough to satisfy his raw pissed up anger yeah later that night he stormed over to his father-in-law's farm and bashed him with a hammer whoa killing him to death not cool when the body was discovered Bubsy was immediately arrested for the murder. Of course. You can commit a lot of crimes, but that one really took the biscuit. And they knew, obviously, right then there who had done it. Yeah, motive, everything all wrapped up. Although I do like the idea of the police, like, dragging him away, and he's like, you got no evidence, you've no proof that I did it. It's like, we, we, were, we heard you threaten to kill a man for sitting in a chair. He takes a swing at the police officer with another hammer. <laughs> Whoa, how'd you get that? Oh, I wasn't actually threatening people. It's just one of those phrases, you know, like, uh, kick your ass, wring your neck, smash your f***ing head in with a hammer, and hide the evidence when the cops show up. We're actually going to skip court and bring you straight to jail. In the summer of 1702, Bubsy was tried and sentenced to death for murder. His punishment was to be hung from a gibbet. What's a which, gibbet? It's kind of what they did to uh, pirates. You know when you're in that kind of like metal human-shaped cage and you're just kind of hung there uh, and you can't move until you like die and what rot. What the f***? And, yeah. I've never heard of that before in my life. Oh, really? Yeah, no. it's, it's literally like a little human-shaped cage that they put you in so you can't move. And obviously you just die of starvation. Or Holy thirst. shit. And then you're left there to rot. I thought you said it was hanging. Uh, well, hanging by the gibbet. Hung from a gibbet. <laughs> what the hell? I think they used to do it. Well, they did it to pirates because they would do it on the coast. So if pirates came huh? to dock, they'd be like, oh shit, look at the gibbets. Yeah. And there's, you know, pirates. Pirates not welcome. And then like a smaller gibbet for like the, their parrots. 
just mm-hmm. to get a little pirates. Mm-hmm. And then there. an even smaller gibbet for their tiny monkey accomplice with an eye patch. But as they dragged him to his execution, he cried out, You think you can stop me? You think this is the end of Bubsy? I'll always be watching. And if anyone sits in my f***ing chair, you are dead. You've got quite a lot of time to, you know, it's not like regular hanging that we think of, where you've got like one chance at the, it's like in the movies, you've got the one chance at the last words, you've yeah. got to think of something cool. But it sounds like hanging by this gibbet thing, you've got days potentially. Yeah, I don't know if he realized that going in, because he kind of, he kind of had his big monologue and yeah. then they obviously put him in the gibbet. He's kind of probably there for another like at least week or two weeks. Also, on second thoughts, didn't do any of it. <laughs> uh, incidentally, he was also hung by the gibbet right across the road from his inn. <laughs> That's cruel. It's really cruel. So presumably people were just going into the inn and like rubbing their ass on his seat. Hey, get your ass out of there! After he died, the inn was later named the Bubsy Stoop Inn. Wow. I guess in his... Named in after his, the stoop? itself in in his sad little honor yeah uh in which it retained this name until it closed in 2012 Mm. so it was open till really recently jesus but what happened with this chair how did it get from being this weird little chair to be hung up in a museum where no one can sit in it well after bubsy died in 1894 over a hundred years later well over a hundred years later a local chimney sweep was working at bubsy stoop inn On his work break, he grabbed a pint from the bar and decided to rest his legs. He stopped at a vacant chair in the corner. A dark wooden chair, layered in dust. Don't do it. Don't do it, kid. Just sit in the ground. Unaware of the rumors that surrounded it, just stand. The man sat down on Bubsy's cursed chair. And he was fine. Okay, just a regular chair. The pint wasn't poisoned. No ghost grabbed his soul. Yeah. No phantom hammer caved his head in. He finished his pint and went back to work. But while sweeping a chimney no more than five minutes later, the man lost his footing, tumbled down the roof, and fell onto the hard stone to his death. No. Yeah. I was... I can't remember how chimney sweeping works. Most of my knowledge of of chimney sweeping comes from Mary Poppins. Yeah. Uh, I thought they did it from... The inside of the house. I guess maybe if there's a blockage at the top, you got to go up there. And you know there's a blockage. After he sat in that chair, there was a <laughs> demon-sized blockage in that chimney. Yeah, they were like, chimney was working fine until your fat ass sat in the curse chair. Now you got to go up there and fix it. Also, uh, if you're a chimney sweeper working on rooftops, I don't think you should be having a pint for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that was related to... I'm not saying it was related, but the pint was 21% alcohol. During the Second World War, the pub became a popular drinking spot with RCAF airmen, and the chair's nasty reputation continued. Those pilots who were brave or dumb enough to sit in Bubsy chair never returned from the war. Oh, shit. Because you would expect that these army cadets would be uh, so highly trained so physically fit that they could withstand anything that some sort of demon curse could throw at them they should be able to spot a curse from 200 yards indeed if they fell off the roof they are trained to jump out of a flaming aircraft by a parachute so they should be safe yeah but um they didn't even survive the war 
Again, granted, a lot of people didn't survive sure. a lot of wars. Sure. So sure. yes, we could, we could, you know, if we wanted to say this was just a coincidence. It's like they say, not all people who died in the war sat in Bubsy's chair. Right. But all people who sat in Bubsy's chair died, died in, in the, the war. war. The old, the old saying. Well, yes, this could be a coincidence. If it had stopped there, death continued over the years. People who sat in the chair crashed their cars on the way home, died from unexpected heart attacks, and one cleaning lady didn't even sit in the chair. She just knocked into it by oh, accident. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> she knocked into it by accident and was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's a that's a slow summer, isn't it? No one sat in the chair, and he just he was grasping at straws at that one. Yeah, she gave it a loving dust. She, yeah, the cleaning lady gave it a dust to stop Bubsy's chair getting too dusty. And, and he Bubsy's like, ghost is like, "You f- saw it. You, you f- did what? She you sat f- on it. She, you all saw it. She sat on me. I'm well within my rights to curse her." You know that like he called himself like a like a world class criminal. And he was like, yeah, the, the inn thing's just a cover, you know. But you know the inn was his full-time gig. A hundred percent. The criminality was was very much like stealing penny chews. He wasn't making uh, any money off of it, yeah. Maybe knick-knocking old people's houses, that kind of level of crime. Which is weird because he was really good at being an innkeeper. He should have <laughs> gone all in on being an innkeeper. Yes. Like that was a good part of his life. Yeah. Some people attribute up to 60 deaths to the chair. So it wasn't long before the now owner, Tony Earnshaw, decided to lock the chair in the cellar. Down there, no one would ever suffer its wrath again. I mean, until they unlock the cellar and then just go down there. I think... Just throw it out. (laughs) Smash it. We don't want to smash it because, you know, that might free some sort of curse upon the whole town. At least now he's confined to the chair. One day, a delivery man from the brewery was in the cellar restocking the bar what i thought the cellar was locked was secure well it was kept away from all humans <laughs> it's obviously it's locked to the public but it's still a cellar oh my you, god you gotta use the this cellar is ridiculous that's like saying you've got a baby i'm being like i'm going to keep my katana collection <laughs> in the cupboard yep that'll do it cupboard's fine Baby, you'll never find it there. It is a. It's not a great idea. It's kind of like, all right, to keep it safe, we're gonna uh, lock the chair away in the old convention center that's only used once a year for the sitting convention, where for every the Santa's <laughs> Grotto. <laughs> oh, what a horrible way to get cursed! Sitting on Santa's lap, <laughs> little kids going walking up. You're like, oh, go, go talk to Santa. Yeah, tell me what you want for Christmas. You're like, oh, hi, Santa. You look up and it's just Bubsy sitting on the chair. His, All right, you little shit. His face is melting like an <laughs> Indiana Jones. Ah! One day, delivery man from the brewery was in the cellar restocking the bar. Earnshaw went down to check on the delivery man just as he was about finished unpacking. The delivery man said, There you go, Earnshaw. Your stock's replenished. That'll keep those drunkards at bay for at least another week. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, you're, you're funny, Jimmy. Bef- before he left, the delivery man turned and said, By the way, you shouldn't keep that chair down here. It's far too comfy to be locked in the cellar. <laughs> How comfy is this thing? How comfy does a chair have to look before someone comments on it that it's going to waste? I have seen pictures of this chair. <laughs> 
It is not a comfortable looking chair. <laughs> you have to be a drunk to think that. If I was if I was in a cellar and I saw a lazy boy premium luxury armchair with drinks holders and mini fridge installed, I would not say you are you're wasting that lazy boy. Please take it upstairs. Yeah, cuz I mean, seeing this thing, like, this is an old, old-ass wooden chair. So unless the whole idea is that it's got that, like, kind of, like, uh, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade style, you know, like, the Holy Grail, Jesus' yeah. Holy Grail is the dusty-ass wooden one. Like, the rustic, yeah. Yeah, because it's like, oh, you know, um, Jesus was humble and he was a carpenter, mm. so that's, like, his sacred one. <laughs> that's, like, Bubsy's chair. Like, oh, which chair is Bubsy's? Is it the right, Lazy Boy? Right. Is it this throne? It's is like, it a no. beanbag? <laughs> is it this beanbag? No, it's a, this tiny little horrible crooked old wooden chair. Yeah. Could make sense. It could make sense. Although, again, it's just reiterating the fact that he was a shite crook. Yes. Like, he, he didn't have the throne. <laughs> he didn't have a Lazy Boy. He had this his throne <laughs> was a bar stool. Well, that's right. On his break, the delivery man sat in the chair. Short. Oh, I'm just... <laughs> Wait, what was his voice? Which is a terrible oh, I'm Irish I'm just act. so parched from delivering all these kegs of delicious beer. I'm so tired. I need a good sit down. If only there was somewhere comfy for me to lay my buns. Oi! Oi, over here! Who said that? It's me, Bubsy. Who's that? What? It's, it's Bubsy. Who's Bubsy? What do you mean, who's Bubsy? It's me, Bubsy. I'm the f***ing chair. I'm the chairman. You're the you're the chairman of the, of the inn. The chairman. You run the place. No, I'm the f***ing... How long have I been down here? Just come over here and have a sit. Wait, or oh, don't have a sit. I don't remember what I want anymore. I don't quite understand you, Mr. Chairman, but this chair over here looks mighty comfy, so I'm going to go for a sit anyway. <laughs> Shortly after the delivery man sat on Bubsy's chair, his truck veered off the road, colliding with a tree. What? Where, while he was in the chair? Later. Oh. And leaving him dead. He died after he sat in the chair. Did he also what? have a couple of pints? While probably. He's probably. Probably chugging them while he's going. He's got kegs in the back. But does that mean it's not cursed? Who knows? Who knows? A lot of the people, yes, that come into um, ill fortune are pissed at the time. Because a lot of the people went to the bar, sat in the chair, had a couple pints and crashed their cars. Yeah. So, you know, what's the consistency here? It's difficult. Chair. Because, you know... We do have this consistency of the chair, but at the same time, I would have a little more confidence if this chair uh, existed in maybe a yoga studio or maybe a gymnasium where sort of healthy people who are invested in life um, go to hang out. Granted. granted. <laughs> Rather than uh, drunks who maybe drove to the bar started drinking and then drove home. Yeah, I, I do know what you mean. Like, the clientele that are suffering the wrath of this chair, mm -hmm. I mean, it's inevitable. <laughs> like, uh, the, that wrath was coming. That wrath was coming around the corner. <laughs> they just so happened to sit in a chair before it hit them. If sitting in Bubsy's chair is what pushed you over the edge, you were on the edge anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Just like, yeah, you know, uh, Chris actually died from Bubsy's chair. Smoked uh, two packs a day, 20 years straight. <laughs> 
one day in Bubsy's chair, next thing you know, heart attack. It's like it's crazy. It's crazy how that happens, man. That chair. We got to do something about it. He lights up another cigarette. <laughs> well, this was the final death and the final straw. Earnshaw decided that the chair was too dangerous. Right, we gotta destroy it. We gotta get it out the door. We gotta at least maybe ship it to the moon. Uh, not a bad idea, but then, you know, you got little aliens sitting on this chair. They're crashing their moon cars on the way home. I guess. Earnshaw decided the chair was too dangerous, and in 1978, he donated it to the Thirsk Museum in North Yorkshire, where it remains, to this day, hung from the ceiling so no one can ever sit on it again. Because, yeah, if it's hanging from the ceiling, yeah, pretty hard to sit in it. And as we said, the people who now look after the chair are under strict instructions to never let anyone under sit in this no chair. circumstances. And people have gone, you know, not even just <clears throat> regular Joes like you and me. We're talking like, you know, producers for TV shows mm -hmm. trying to get a chance to sit in this chair. But no one is allowed to do it, you know. Uh, I have a picture of Bubsy's chair right here if you want to see it. Finally. Let me see just how comfy this thing must be. For so many people to sit in it, despite being hundreds of years old, apparently. I mean, this is, what, a 400-year-old chair? Oh, it is ancient, or yeah. 300 at least. All right, you want to see this bad boy? Yeah. Feast your eyes on the most comfortable chair in the world. <gasps> that is by far the least comfortable-looking chair. It is... What are you talking 90 about? 90 degree <laughs> right angle. There is no, there is, there is nothing but back support. This is, this ladies and gentlemen looks like an executioner's chair. The kind of chair that it's, you get electrocuted on in the green mile. It's somehow so much more uncomfortable looking than any chair I've ever seen. This is more uncomfortable than the Iron Throne itself. It doesn't look deep enough that your full ass can sit on it, but it's also not high enough so your knees are flush. I think they'd be up, kind of. <laughs> Yet the back is about eight foot tall, so it's your so... head can only rest against wood. It's so impractical. I don't know why anyone... <laughs> I mean, Bubsy, you had any chair. You could have chosen any chair. As a thief, you could have any chair you wish. Also, it's your f***ing inn. You own all the chairs. Why would you pick this one? I, yeah, it's, it's a bad chair, people. Terrible chair. It's a real bad looking chair. But again, Indiana Jones style, maybe this is the one that draws is, people in. Yeah, this is the humble carpenters. I mean, if you told me that that chair belonged to Abraham Lincoln himself, I believe you. Why? Because it's a humble, honest chair. Right. Okay, I get it. <laughs> I, I do understand. Okay, yeah. Like, again, yep, same with Jesus. He, he humble guy, carpenter. He's going to have the wooden cup. That's what I'm saying. Although you would be livid if, if you were the explorer that went there. And, uh, you know, you finally make it in the tomb and the Knights of Templar are like, you must choose the Holy Grail. Yeah. Drink from the cup that Jesus brought into this world. And you're like, all right, well, boom. Humble dude. He was a carpenter. carpenter. Uh -huh. He was like a chill guy. Like, I see a lot of fancy ones here, but bam, this one right here in the back. Dusty as shit. It's going to give me splinters when I drink it. Here we go. Start chugging away, and you're like, I don't feel so. I don't feel so great. What the f are you doing? That's my cup. That's not part of the cup challenge. It's a Starbucks cup. It's got my name. 
Cathedral <laughs> carved into the side. They spelled it wrong. Good at Starbucks. I told you to pick Jesus's cup. Jesus, the king of kings. The, ki the king of men. The king of the Jews. The son of God. Look at this one over here. It's made of pure gold. You can turn water into wine. Don't you do anything? <laughs> oh my God. Melt. Melt away. <laughs> you just dissolve in front of him. <laughs> The next guy, like, walks up. All right. All right, now at least you got a bit of backstory. What cup do you want to go for? He's like, I think it was that McFlurry. The Knight of the Templar is eating the McFlurry? What? The one in my hand? Why would it be the one in my hand? You must know it's not this. It's not even a cup. How did you explorers get in here? You're obviously dumb, and you know nothing of history. So bold and so dumb. Life is full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest, and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a life licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Now we know a little bit about the chair. <laughs> yes. We know about its history. We yes. know about Bubsy. Yes. We know about the deaths. Yes. We've seen pictures of this uncomfortable bad boy hanging yeah. from a, a yeah. wall. Yeah. Kit, is this thing paranormal? Shite. It's hard to know. So the crux of, of what makes this paranormal, supposedly, is that Bubsy's persona of pure evil, for some reason, whenever he was executed and left this world, left some kind of residual dark energy in the way that ghosts do that still inhabits the chair to this day and apparently passes on Bubsy's murderous intentions onto whoever sits there. So what we have is kind of a straight up curse. This is touch and transaction. You touch this thing, you die. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Which is quite disappointing because for such a colorful story of how it became cursed, I mean, there's there's little to no relevance to the origin. 
Right. I mean, it's not it's not that you then have murderous tendencies. Uh-huh. It's not that, you know, something was stolen from you or you befall an accident involving a hammer. You're just cursed. Yeah. You know, it's a little disappointing. It's not like Bubsy visits you in your dreams. Yeah. And I mean, okay, so granted, this is one of these stories that's surrounded in folklore and legend. And there's a couple different versions of how certain events of it played out. Mm-hmm. Some say Bubsy cursed the chair as he was dragged to the gibbet. Others say um, that the authorities allowed him to have one last drink in the chair before mm. he died. So he his spirit kind of remains a- around the chair and surrounded by it. There's a couple different versions of that. But the main story is man died. Man hates people sitting in his chair. You sit in his chair, you die. Yeah. That's essentially it. This thing's on a pretty good kill streak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, as compared to, say, maybe something like the Dibbuk box, where maybe the curse has befallen lots of people, such as Post Malone, who have uh, come in contact with it. In all likelihood, as a public, publicly visible item, lots of people have seen it, touched it, and nothing's happened. Yeah. Whereas, what we can say about this thing is a decent proportion of the people who've come into contact with it something's befallen them it's true so statistically it's not doing too bad also i would point out that you know we don't want to be biased on this show we've previously talked about the curse of tutankhamun and the idea was that whoever went into his tomb messed around with his things would be befallen by an ancient egyptian curse and there was some reason to believe that that was true because plenty of people on the expedition died things went wrong you know, who are we to say that Bubsy can't place a curse of his own? Why does why does Tutankhamun get to place ancient curses and Bubsy doesn't? Exactly. I think the placing of curses are not restricted um, to to s- simply royalty. That's you right. Know, common folk can place curses as well. Yeah. And as you said, you know, we did look at the Dibuk box um, a week ago, two weeks ago, a similar cursed object, and while it had less casualties, there was a m- a more detailed timeline of how many people it cursed and where it went. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. said up to 60 people have been killed by the chair. Yeah. I don't know how many people sat in that chair. Right. Over those years and came to that pub. I mean, the ratio could be terrible. Well, that's true. We did say it was at least 300 years old. Whereas like pretty much everyone who touched or came in contact with the debut box was smelt cat piss or saw shadow people or were haunted pretty terribly although the cat piss is a pretty low bar of like curse yeah well that's i wanted to go from nothing to you know cat piss to shadow people (laughs) the full spectrum of cursing um and not that it's a competition but we did put up a poll on twitter for that episode to see what the paranormal commune thought about this box and after 360 votes it's 65 percent people saying that box is cursed af wow 35 percent saying it's just a box and this is why democracy just doesn't work people because <laughs> the people just don't know what they think i think i'm happy that we threw it to the public on that episode where even i wasn't sure what the conclusion was but in this case I'm not sure if I even have enough convincing evidence to throw it to the public. I think I my saying. own personal poll is <laughs> flying up the the no flag. 
right, pretty high on this one. But that's just my personal opinion. I think anytime we, we have a story like this where even the story has four different ways of being told, yeah. I mean, that's a flag on the play. Yeah, I, I, I'm not even convinced Bubsy happened. <laughs> wow. I need some receipts. <laughs> I need some receipts on the whole Bubsy thing before we start getting to Bubsy's cursed chair. I knew you were going to be skeptical at the end of this podcast. I didn't think you'd believe Bubsy wasn't real. <laughs> Maybe the chair or that the curse wasn't real, but f- Bubsy himself. Yeah, I think personally for me with the information that I could gather, it's it's a no. I don't think this chair is haunted. There doesn't seem to be enough here, does there? Like, uh, how come the cleaning lady gets to bump into it and then dies? But then like the curatorial staff at the museum get to like hang it up. Yeah, and they're all, all fine. And that's all fine. I don't really understand. Because it's just hanging there. Presumably you can still touch it. And people aren't just dropping like flies. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think I think in the case of Bubsy's Cursed Chair, it's going to be a no for me this week, unfortunately. Yeah, until, uh, listen, the great-great-grandchildren of Sir Bubsy Third get in contact and say, hey, f*** you, Sir Bubsy was... <laughs> was a scholar and a crook uh then <laughs> so still a crook <laughs> i think it's gonna be a no for me also i like that whatever he does in his life he's still and a crook yes of course so obviously you know even if he wasn't murdered he would go on to become a father and a crook yeah and uh then teach the local schools as a crook presumably that's what his headstone reads it's like <laughs> father brother mentor dirty crook liar um all right double no this week hell all I can say is, until this museum has the balls to lower this bad boy and let me sit my plump butt on it, it's going to remain a no. So the only way that this will be a yes is if you die? <laughs> Damn right. Like all these podcasts should be. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of This Paranormal Life. Oh! I hope that this episode wasn't as uncomfortable as the chair itself. <laughs> Nine foot tall, <laughs> one so foot wide. Definitely uh, go look up a picture of this chair if you haven't seen it. Because man, my back hurts just by looking at it. It's crazy. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Bit of a weird, funny one this week. You know, we like we like to get a nice balance between the comical ones, the serious ones. Uh, and obviously this was just another serious one. Yeah. Because uh, Bubsy's no joke, guys. Let us know what you think about Bubsy's chair by emailing us at thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. And while you're there, email some of your own cases. You know, get weird. Send in some cases. We want to investigate what you guys want us to investigate. So definitely get in touch there or on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, on Facebook, you can uh, grab one of the comfiest chairs of all time. A chair at the Council of the Paranormal commune that's That's right right. every member is on the board as soon as you walk in it's welcome aboard you're branded you're given your paranormal handbook and a chair some of them are swivel chairs some of them are like fold out lawn chairs we're quite short on chairs so we really have to take whatever we can get if you could bring your own chairs actually that would really help if anyone's in the yorkshire area i mean cut down bubsy's chair yeah bring it along for either chairs or firewood Uh, depending on how cursed it really is. So come along and join us. And as always, yeah, the commune is great. Yeah, you can hang out with all your pals and tell ghost stories. What you can't do is get more episodes of This Paranormal Life. If you want to do that, there's only one way possible. By heading on over to patreon.com where we can reward you 
uh, every month with bonus episodes, shout outs on the podcast, merchandise, whatever your hearts require. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a great place to show your support for the show. And hell, we couldn't be doing this without you. So we really appreciate it. And as always, if you do support us on Patreon, we like to round out the episode by giving you a special shout out. So let's tick some of those names off right now. Special thank you to Vicky Wilkinson. Vicky, the angel of death. You know how they say, oh, mothers lock up your daughters. Right. Fathers lock up your sons because Vicky will kill sons. <gasps> I don't know much about this paranormal beast, except she storms through the night like a like a rain cloud of death, stealing the souls of sons across the land. And sons is a pretty broad term because it turns out anyone who is male is technically a son. And we learned that the hard way as we are now in her lair oh, podcasting shit. live. Vicky, please let us out. She has hung <laughs> us up from the ceiling like Bubsy's chair. <laughs> we have been gibleted. Gibleted by you, Vicky. And it is a slow, it is a painful death. But not only have you stolen our souls, you've also stolen our hearts with your support. Huh. So thanks, huh. Vicky. <laughs> Thank you also to Jamie Matthews. Jamie Math Bruce, also known as Banana Boy. You so much breathe on this little coward. <laughs> and he bruises like a peach. So not the, like a banana, then? Hell no. He is the flimsiest little ball of snow. I've won- I once saw a man sneeze on the subway and he went flying down the carriages at like a hundo miles per hour. Holy shite. I don't even know how he leaves the house in the morning. It's crazy. Christ alive. Yeah, but you know what? The only thing more tender than his bones are, is his heart. Because here he is supporting us on Patreon and we appreciate it. Oh, I see his profile picture here. He's entirely purple. Yeah. He's more bruised than mine. And made of glass. He's a walking purple stained glass window. Thank you also to Kate McClintock. Well, if it isn't rate Kate. That's right. You thought Bubsy was freaking quick to anger? You should meet Kate here. Holy shit. She doesn't even have a favorite chair. Just anything. Her bed, her freaking closet, her desk. If you even walk in and drink from her cup, she just slaps that out of your hand and curses your life. The kind of unfair bit is that she pretty much, like, just decides what's hers. It's not even really just the things that are hers. She just walk into your room and just point at things and go, mine, <laughs> mine, mine. And you have to drop it because she will flip. Immediately, like, she spots your AirPods and it's like, oh, I like those. They're Kate's now. They're all Kate. They're so expensive. Kate. I need Silence. them. Silence. Give okay. them to Kate. Oh, fine. You got to just give it up because she will curse you. But luckily, we're on her good side, Kate. So thank you for your support. She just emailed me to say mine. I think she means the Patreon oh, or the podcast. Shit. All right, Kate. Can we... We'll give you this month, but we, we need it back, Kate. Thank you also to Ricard Person. Well, if it isn't one rock-hard person, <laughs> this guy does not quit working out. Oh, my God. He's, he's surpassed being sort of a human level of built into mostly if he stands still for long enough holding a cool Arnold Schwarzenegger pose, he just looks like a rock. Yeah. Not like, the rock, just a boulder. He starts to get like stalactites like hanging mm-hmm, from parts of his mm-hmm. body he just Bats becomes a very statue. much nest in him <laughs> that's right i don't even know how but some sort of sea coastal wave starts to brush against him even if he's like mainland it's crazy dude is is a borderline cliffside <laughs> and yes he is eroding but not 
so quickly that he can't chill out and listen to a podcast every now and again. I mean, you got a lot of time to hang out if you're a rock. (laughs) And we think you rock. So thanks for supporting us. Thanks also to Alexander Spinelli. Alexander Spinelli Bolognese. (laughs) The guy served good cold. The guy served good hot. Good on every meal. Good on every dish. You put bolognese on anything? Yeah, you, you know. Eat it cold? Yeah, cold, you put it on a bit of ice cream. Hot, okay. you put it on like a little bit of ice cream. I, I like <laughs> that you like bolognese that much, but. I don't like bolognese that much. I like Alexander that much. Oh, I see. That's right. He is He's a dish like revenge, best served 24 7. You're a very spiteful person. Me and Alexander are very spiteful people. That's why we get along. Thank you, Alexander. Good to see you again. And thank you to Sandy. It's actually good to hear from Sandy. Uh, Sandy's real name is Mandy. It's a bit of a sad story. When uh, Mandy was (laughs) back doing a school trip to the south of France, um, the other kids kind of banded together and dug a big pit and (laughs) buried her up to her head in sand. Wow. Um, Unfortunately, they buried a little too deep and she was never able to get out. So she mostly stayed there. Okay. Um, and is mostly sand at this point. Human head. Got it. But kind of just figured out how to make things work. Just eats passing crabs and uh, birds and things like that. You know, and it's not the most luxurious life, but hell, she's got a good tan. Her great skin tan. is sun-kissed. To say the least. To say the least. She is barnacle covered. She is burnt to a crisp. And when, <laughs> when the tide comes in, you got to get her a snorkel. Evolution has worked fast. She's developed fangs to better eat the crabs. It is an incredible... She's a bit of a crab herself, now I think about it. <laughs> She's a borderline crab. She has crab hands, crab claws. <laughs> Second name crab, come to think of it. Sandy crab. Wait, we just checked. This is from a sand crab. It wasn't Mandy. It wasn't Sandy. Oh, Mandy just died, actually. (laughs) Crab took her head. Thank you, Sandy, for your contribution. Thank you also to Matthew Cameldecker. Matthew the Cameldecker. The legend who knocked out a camel in a single punch. Whoa. That's right. That two-hump chump got one-hit wondered straight out of the freaking Sahara up to the moon. Those cheeky little bastards are always taking the opportunity to spit on humans when they get the chance. And this one was hawking up a big old loogie. Not today, you humpy bastard. And just BAM! Like totally knocked this thing out. Yep. It was the most incredible sight I've ever seen. Um, And to this day... Um, the great human camel war has been in a standstill thanks to him we owe all the peace in the world to him Um, thank you and thank you so much to everyone who uh, we gave a shout out to if you're still waiting for your shout out don't worry guys it's coming we got a little backlog to go through but we're getting through it very slowly every week thank you so much for your support and until next Tuesday avoid all the cursed shares you can find and also don't forget to live fast, investigate, and die young, baby! Woo! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.